Good morning, everyone, and God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so grateful for another day of life, and um, I give God the glory. So this morning, um, after I was uh, meditating on the Word of God, I wanted to speak about um, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. It seems that um, this season, a lot of people focus more on the gift giving than the gift that has given uh, has been given to us, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave us a life eternal through His death on the cross. He sh- uh, shed His blood for us so that we can one day accept accept Him as our Lord and Savior and live with Him eternally in heaven. So. I just want to pray. Father God, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, for giving us another day of life, for waking us up this morning and for putting breath in our lungs. Thank you for all the things that you do for us, for protection, for provision, for your love, for your grace and your mercy. Father, I pray that this morning, Lord, that um, you would fill the hearts of those that are tuning in and that you would provide for them whatever they are needing father whether it be financial spiritual that you will fill their need in the mighty name of jesus and i thank you father god because you are a true god and that you never leave us nor forsake us but that you are always there for us and you never father god forget about us thank you father in jesus holy name i pray amen and amen Hallelujah. And this morning, I would like to begin reading from the book of Luke. And as I was reading um, in the uh, chapter 2 of the um, book of Luke, I was reading about the birth of Jesus. And... um, uh, during the birth of Jesus, there was a census that was called by the Roman Emperor Augustus, and he de- decreed the census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And this was the first census taken ever uh, when the Quirinius was governor of Syria. So everybody returned to their natural towns and to register for the census, and um, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, and he had to go back to Bethlehem in Judea, and which was David's ancient home. And he traveled there from the village of the Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. So I'm going to read um, in the... Uh, I'm going to start on verse 10 of Luke 2, which says, There were shepherds in the, there were shepherds uh, tending to sheep in the fields. And the verse begins like this But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And verse 12, this is, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. 
right? And that was the, the shepherds and the angels. And the angels were giving the the uh, the shepherds the good news, the good tithing, right? And so they um, went to check it out. They said, let's go see this thing that happens. And, um, and they went to uh, see the, the child that was born. And so they, uh, they found Mary and Joseph. And there was baby Jesus lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And whoever heard the shepherd's story, they were astonished. And Mary kept all these things in her heart and, and thought about them often. So the shepherds went back to their flock. They had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. So I was meditating on this, right? I was reading about the birth of Jesus and about the Magi. And when Jesus uh, was born, and you know the story of Herod, Herod, the King Herod, he wanted to know, he thought he was sly, he tried to be cunning, but you know, God had other plans, you know. When he encountered the Magi, he said, hey, go find out, you know, where this, this new king is, has been born. You know, so that I can also go worship him, worship him. But his plan was to find out where uh, King Jesus was born, so that he can slaughter him. And so, but like I said, God had other plans, and his plans were came to an end. Um, and so he uh, he planned this. But when the Magi saw the, the star, they followed the star and. Um, and I know that the Bible says that when they got there, they found the baby in swaddling uh, cloth. But um, in studies have shown that by the time they found Jesus, he was approximately about two years old. But I was looking at the name of Jesus. And the name of Jesus is derived, uh, derived from the Hebrew name Jeshua or Yeshua which is a uh, based Hebrew is based on Hebrew and the meaning of it means to deliver to rescue so Jesus came to deliver and to rescue us that was the whole purpose and now can you imagine that you were Mary and that the an angel appears to you and tells you that he you know he you're gonna receive good tidings from the angel he tells you that you are about to conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit a being that was to be the savior of the world. Now, think about that. That is mind-boggling. I can't even imagine what was going through Mary's mind when she was receiving these tidings. First of all, she must have been confused. She must have been scared, but the angel reassured her not to be scared. You know, she was so blessed that she carried in her womb our savior, Jesus Christ. When she gave birth to Jesus, not only did she carry him for nine months, not only did she deliver him with pain, right? With all the, 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 
the the uh, natural birthing because back then they didn't have epidurals, they didn't have elaborate hospital rooms where a woman can go and and labor in pain and and her heart rate was being watched, the blood pressure, everything. She gave birth in a, a very humbled scene. There was no doctors to attend to her nurses, and so she gave birth to to Jesus. And for the first time, she hears the voice of Jesus in the form of crying. Imagine that she got to hear our King, our King Jesus cry for the very first time. And I'm just, as a mother, when you give birth to your children, to hear your baby cry as soon as he is born is the most beautiful thing. And I know that a lot of people might say, oh, why is that baby crying? It's so annoying. But as a mother, when you carried a baby for nine months and you are anticipating the birth of your child and you hear your child take his first breath in the form of crying, that's a sign that the baby was born in good health, that the baby has strong lungs, strong lungs and you hear your baby cry and Mary heard Jesus cry for the first time and I can't even imagine what was going through her mind how she felt what were her emotions what was she thinking I'm pretty sure that she was overwhelmed but the man guy came to worship the king of kings the lord of lords the savior of the world and so I was looking up the meaning, right? So when the Magi came in Matthew 2, 11 says, I'm coming to the house. They saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So I was looking up the meaning of all these gifts that were given to Jesus. And the, the symbolizing um, three aspects of Christ's future life. The gold was representing, representing kingship. Jesus is our king. Frankincense was worship. And we worship him because he is the son of God. And myrrh represents death and mourning. Who is the giver of life and death? God has the power of life and death and mourning. He died for us on the cross but was rose again. And though it seemed like um, Mary Magdalene and Mary were, were uh, mourning and the disciples were mourning, but then Jesus came back to life and he presented himself to them. But is excuse me, isn't that a powerful thing? And the myrrh is the, the represents the power of Jesus. Why? Because when Jesus started his ministry, he wasn't he didn't start his ministry until he was 33. And Jesus rose many from the dead. He healed a lot of people from sickness and he had awkward ways of doing things to heal people. You know, Jesus was the kind of person that while he walked on earth as a, as among us as a man, he didn't like nobody to be in the room with him that did not have the level of faith that he was looking for. 
So if he went somewhere and he wanted to lay hands on somebody to heal them, and he felt that in the atmosphere there were people that were not at the level of faith that he needed them to have, he will tell everybody to exit the room, and only those that, that had the kind of faith that he was looking for were allowed to stay in the room. And so the power of Jesus... Another another wonderful uh, story in the Bible was the woman with the issue of blood, how she was outcasted from her tribe because a woman was considered to be unclean when she was in her menstrual cycle every month. And so whenever a woman was in her menstrual cycle, she was considered unclean. So everything she touched or sat on was considered unclean. But the thing about the woman with the issue of blood was that she was bleeding for a long time. She sought physicians. She she was trying to find help for her condition and nobody was able to help her. So it got to the point where they outcasted her. But when she heard that Jesus was coming to her town, she took a risk because a person in her condition, if she came back to the town without being um, called or, or healed, so to speak, she was um, considered... Uh, a person to be stoned, to be killed, because she entered back into the town where she was outcasted, and she was not supposed to come back until she was healed. So she took a risk of being stoned to death, but she took a risk and she went. She said, "I'm going to get my healing one way or another." And she heard about Jesus, and she made herself to the to, through the crowd. And you know, I was doing a study about about the woman with the issue of blood, and I was reading that the crowd was. So so immense that day when Jesus Christ was in that town that it was likened to pressing a grape in the grape presser. So imagine that it was like being pressed against the wall and 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 just a crowd pressing you against the wall and you have no way out to your left, your right, or before you. So some way, somehow, because of her faith, she made her way through the crowd. And as, as she was going through through the crowd, somehow like a little slit opened and she she almost, she was about to fall, right? As she was falling, she hung out, she hung into the, the, the to the edge of the, the garment of Jesus. And what she really uh, held on to was, a, was the tzitzit, which is the prayer shawl that the Hebrew men wore. Um, and uh, the tassels that are attached to that a shawl are... Uh, a representation of the promises of the word of God. So she held on to the promises of the word of God. What does the promises of the word of God, for example, you know, um, um, that we are healed by the blood of Jesus, right? So when she held on to the garment of Jesus, she received the, the, the promises of God. She received healing, you know, and, and, and the thing is that the moment that she touches the hem of the garment of Jesus, Jesus felt virtue come out of him, power came out of him. And then he said, somebody touch me. And one of the disciples said, but Lord, but there's like, like so many people here. How did you know who touched? No, somebody touched me. He said, somebody, somebody touched me with their faith. Somebody touched me um, with, with their with their immense faith and so he felt the power come out of him and the woman was healed from that moment and she's never mentioned again so imagine king jesus 
the savior, the creator, the healer, our advocate, the lover of our souls, the one who loves us with an everlasting love was born on that faithful night and Mary got to hear his voice first in the form of crying. So in this in this uh, season of Christmas, remember the true gift that has been given to us, Jesus Christ, who loves you with an everlasting love and his ultimate goal for you as that is that you come to know him and accept him as your savior that you would allow him to come into your heart and be lord of your life allow him to remove the burdens from your life allow him to bring peace to that storm that you're going through right now allow him to embrace you and to hold you and to say daughter you are mine to say son you are mine Allow him, allow him to be Lord of your life. Allow him to come in and, and, and set things straight, set the crooked path straight. And probably you're saying, oh, you know, I'm beyond saving. I've done so many bad things in my life. But let me tell you something. The blood of Jesus blots out all those things that you have done, all the sins, everything that you have committed in your life that has deemed to be sin. The blood of Jesus blots that out. He wipes the slate clean and you start afresh. A fresh new start. And you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to wait until you feel it. It's a choice. It's a choice that you make to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's a choice that you make to allow Him to take the reins of your life. Won't you, on this season of Christmas, allow Him to be your Savior? Not only for this um, particular day for Christmas, but forever moving forward so that you too can live eternally with him in heaven. I just want to thank you for allowing me to, um, to come into your homes via this podcast, for you taking the time to listen to the podcast. I hope that it has blessed you. I hope that it fills your heart with joy, with peace, and everything that this season brings. I pray that you and your family will be in health and that you will be able be able to enjoy each other this season, whether you're going to get together with your immediate family for a quiet dinner and open gifts, whatever it is that you're gonna do on, on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, I pray that you are blessed beyond measure and that God will fill your hearts with joy and love. God bless you. From me and my family, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and that you may have a wonderful day. Peace and love. God bless. Bye-bye.